like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Childcare Bar and Grill Podcast. Jeff Johnson here. The studio is very full. Lisa Murphy. Hello. Good morning. And Kristen, mama to all baby mammals in the universe and children. Peterson, how are you both doing? Hi. Uh, Kristen, you, how many how many pet um, your your daughter months ago it was gave me a, a rundown of the number of mammals living in your house. Um, what's what you you have you have all the animals now? Yeah, we have like two Madagascar hissing beetles. We have babies, but they died. Um, we have uh, two birds. Those aren't mammals, though. Um, and two dogs and four cats, which one we thought was a female forever. And we were so excited for her to have kittens. And then I was petting her one day and found out it's not actually her. <laughs> she just got a little too excited about me petting her. And I kind of freaked out because I've never seen a cat penis before. So that was weird. And uh, uh, we have two goats. Um, our pig got too fat and he died and died like died it. or died like end is in your freezer. No, he like died. Yeah. Like we had to have a rendering truck come and pick him up with a crane. Oh my. Yeah. Yep. Like died, died. So Mm-hmm. Well, people, you never know what's going to happen on the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. We have cat penises <laughs> and rendering trucks hauling away dead pets Bat, in the dead first babies. two, in the first two minutes of the uh, <laughs> of the episode. But uh, if you were if you were if you were looking for a a a whole episode on weird animal stuff with Kristen, although we could totally do that episode, we're gonna the the, the main focus of this episode is is something else. What are we talking about, Lisa Murphy? Um, well, we're going to talk about, I think, changing your mind and circle time and calendar time and all of that stuff that we, we've definitely spoken about and addressed on the, the podcast before, but I think it's always worth revisiting, especially since we have a special guest who recently, I think, tell us what you did. You put something up on the Instagram and what happened. Yeah. So I put a reel up on Instagram, um, playing a character, uh, well, me and my former teaching practice, the before I knew better, um, teacher honey. And it was just kind of a reenactment of how I used to do calendar time and people like ate it up. There was, well, and I put it on TikTok and I haven't even looked at all the comments on TikTok either. What did but they eat like, up? What did they eat up? Like, um, 
well, there were so many people that were like, wow, I didn't realize that calendar time wasn't developmentally appropriate. There was so many people in that camp. And then there was also so many people in the camp of like, well, I use circle time or calendar time for this, 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 and this. And this is what they're learning during calendar time. And so then I kind of followed up with another post on Instagram about getting rid of calendar time and people wanted to know more. So I, I got probably over 50 questions on Instagram in my message, like my DMs that yeah. sound like cool Instagram lingo. I got lots of DMs about it. And so I think it would be amazing to unpack that with you guys. Okay. So start, let, throw what's the one suit, of the questions? Throw the, throw the suitcase up on the counter and uh, start unpacking. Do you uh, have so let's talk about why we should get rid of calendar time. Like why, why it's not developmentally appropriate, I think is the big one. Um, well, first of all, temporal understanding is uh, not really at that level of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I mean, right out the gate, um, you know, children of that preschool age can understand like before snack, after snack, and that kind of stuff. But yesterday, today, tomorrow, next week, I mean, you can get like very mm, developmentally like, like focused and talk about it, like just cognitively and where they are in their development. But also you can just kind of link it right back to our good friend, Peter Gray, um, is that if you're claiming to be a play-based program, was calendar time freely chosen? Can they quit when they done? Do you have an adult agenda? Boom, the first two right out the gate. Um, so it's not play. So clearly exactly. you need to be able to rationalize why you're play-based supposedly the rest of the day, but that you put that philosophy on pause for this time, like so, why why the inconsistency? Speak, speaking of pause, listeners, pause and don't listen for the next couple of seconds. I gotta I gotta relay some information to Lisa and Kristen. So this isn't this isn't for listener consumption. So plug your ears. Um, uh, uh, non pond just message. She uh, forgot and just woke up. Um, so uh, okay, listeners, you can come back now. Start listening again. <laughs> um, so, I mean, my thing is maybe we should do more calendar time and more clock time so that uh, adults uh, can, 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 uh, can get their shit together. Um, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I deal with adults all, all the time that um, have a hard time with calendars and uh, clocks. So maybe it's not, maybe it's not important to them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. I the uh, only thing I that kids care about. I guess about I was just trying to calendar. be devil's advocate for maybe. I mean, maybe we need to start it earlier. <laughs> maybe we need to start it earlier. The the only thing they care about on a calendar is their birthday, and we all know that. When's my birthday? When's my birthday? When's my birthday? When's my birthday? That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And the other thing I like unpacking, like mod modern, kind of a reflection of the evolution. Way back in the day when we all first started, we had that big old school supply catalog, you know, big sheet of paper of the month, and there was this ritual of putting up the month and changing the month and the days and the letter, the numbers, and all of that. Um, nobody even has like a old school paper calendar in their house. So like even just the concept, much like music, right? How we've seen an evolution from eight tracks to cassettes to CDs, da, 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 da. If I said right now, get your calendars out, probably 95% of our listeners would grab their phone. You know, like yeah. so even even just at a superficial level, what what you're calling the calendar, it's it does it even have any context as a as a tool? 
like a literally tool, like not just as a keeping track days, but when, you know, when you point at this thing that you've stapled to the yeah. wall, who has one of those? You, you, exactly. you do? Not the one from a school supply. I do have a paper calendar. <laughs> I, that's why I had to say 95% of the listeners because I still use a day planner to keep track of everything. Um, I try to put it in the phone, but I just forget. It's quicker and faster for me just to write it on the piece of paper and be done with it. Same. I showed somebody my calendar for last week and it's seriously a half, it's like a little tiny sheet of paper out of my notebook. And it's like chicken scratch. You would never even know that it's a calendar, but I had to like write all the dates down. So I wouldn't forget all the things I had this past week, but I don't, I don't use a calendar ever. Yeah, I do. Um, and, uh, Pablo actually saw it the other day. And I, I guess I didn't realize that he had never seen my planner open before. And he, and Jeff has, that's why Jeff's making the face. And Pablo looked at it. He's like, oh my God, like, what is that? I'm like, that's, that's what I'm doing during the day. <laughs> like, that's my job. That's my life. That's what I have to remember. Those are appointments. Those are Zoom classes. Those are podcasts. Po you know, that's, I'm busy. What do you think I do when you're not here? <laughs> We, in our classroom, we had somebody who donated like, I don't know, 50 giant desk calendars from last year. And so we just, you know, put them out in the classroom and let the kids do whatever. I have never heard a child say like, what date is this? Or they don't talk about it in that language. To them, it's just a piece of paper with a whole bunch of squares on it that they want to sure. fill up with all the things. Yeah. So they... The concept to them is like, oh, look at this neat thing. And how can we fill all these boxes? Not tomorrow. I'm going to go get my haircut. Right, right. And Knox actually doesn't even know. I'll say something's tomorrow. Knox is six. I'll say tomorrow we get to go do this. And then he wakes up the next day and he goes, is today tomorrow? He like actually thinks tomorrow is at a name of a day of the week monday Got tuesday it. tomorrow wednesday thursday Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. today tomorrow and it took me a while to figure out like oh you don't really get like you think tomorrow's a day of the week or yesterday is the day of the week <laughs> yeah yeah i i, I remember of a phrase that somebody used to say i don't remember if, i think it was it might have been bev boz saying if we waited until around first grade they would understand it conceptually in about a minute and a half right yesterday today yes. and tomorrow. but we're in such a hurry and then you know we push it then down their throat so that they'll understand it and really it's not even that we're expecting understanding it's that we're expecting recitation right we're expecting them to be able to say sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday right or the days of the week or the days of the month um and, and then we mistakenly will assume that kids then understand it just because they can sing the song, which we all know is not actually accurate. Like, why are we in such a hurry? Any, what does a four-year-old have to keep track of? <laughs> no, I, well, I so mean, I did some math. I did some math the other day to figure out exactly how much time a four-year-old, if you did circle time every day for a year, would sit through, or not circle time, calendar time. Sure. How many um, hours they would sit through it in one year if they did calendar time every day and it was like 10 to 15 minutes a day 40 hours a whole week a work week 40 hours that's of crazy. like sitting and like how boring so i have two questions uh one is um how how are young people supposed to know what the weather's like if you don't do calendar time 
because well, I, my experience is the weather you put down the little the little the little raindrop guy or the little the little full sun or the little cloud partly sunny guy or whatever it is the snowflake how do you know what the weather's going to be like uh later in the day if or or you know when you got there before you got there if you don't do calendar time well I mean, you know that's one of my favorite stories is that one of the reasons i i'm not a part of any group early childhood groups on social media is uh because i I almost broke the internet that one time when somebody asked, you know, what is the most developmentally appropriate way to teach children about the weather? And I said, go outside. And then I, I had to hide under the table because you would have thought that I was, you would have thought I blew up a box of puppies with the response that I got. I was like, I can't handle this emotionally. The, the, you go outside, look out the window. <laughs> like, And why are we talking about the weather anyway? Like, why, 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 why? So that's, you know, Oh, so, go outside. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That. that that solves that one. Good answer. Thank yeah. you. Um, my second question was, when in your life do you remember first starting to care about calendars? Um, at what age? Keeping at what track age? of my birthday. Keeping <clears throat> track of birthdays and yeah. keeping track of um of uh, uh I'm sorry, I'm having a brain fart of uh like when our vacation was like yeah. growing up, we went to Disneyland every year. And so my parents would, um, they didn't have a calendar. They had the, the paper chains. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those, yeah. You cut the strips and then it would be that many. And so every morning we would rip one off and then that's, as it got closer, then we would knew that whatever that special event was, was coming up. So there was a method of keeping track of the time, but it wasn't like a, a calendar. Mine would have been counting down the days till summer vacation or Christmas vacation at school. Yeah. That's when I cared. I think mine must have been my first job when I had to keep track of when I needed to show up and when payday was. I mean, <laughs> so. Yes. That was probably 15. <laughs> so, Otherwise, it was either the weekend or not the weekend, and beyond that, I didn't really, didn't really have many. My uh, well, I think also um, uh, when I started getting homework assignments, like you know, like uh, more high schooly, like something wasn't due until two weeks, mm -hmm. you know. So we would have a keeping track of of that. But so I've, you, you did I've the always homework. Been, yeah, I did the homework. <laughs> I, of course, I did. Of course you did. I, I did the homework even before it was due. I would turn it in early oh. for extra credit. Um, Suck up. I'm actually trying to remember birthdays. Keeping track of family birthdays was really important in my extended family. So like I remember going to Hallmark and if you were very polite, the Hallmark lady would give you one of those little calendars mm -hmm. like that grandmas would keep in their purse, you know, like oh, yeah. a little square. Mm -hmm. And I would always write down everybody's birthdays, but- um, yeah, that's, that's kind of an interesting little memory. How, oh. how do you think the concept of calendar time crept down? Like where, where did it originate and like, how did it end up in childcare? That's a great preschool? question. Well, I mean, I don't remember doing it in kindergarten or first grade. Me neither. Uh, oh, we did calendars in kindergarten that was i mean that was half of half of half day kindergarten and then half the fucking day was looking at that laminated chart um well it crept down because our our school systems are are built on a factory model to turn out workers and you want your workers to show up on time for their jobs and so calendars become important and it gets pushed down into the into the curriculum 
uh, when when that's what we care about, right? I mean, that, yeah, okay. that would be my guess. So you both have done a lot of work on like digging through like benchmarks and things for other states, right? Yeah, I read all the standards that, a while back. That but, is not anywhere on the Minnesota Early Childhood Indicators of Progress. There's nothing that says we need to like beat the calendar to death in you, there. You, you can find what about other the, states. On the Playvolution HQ site, you can find all the regulations for all 50 U.S. states, the Canadian provinces, and all the uh, jurisdictions in Australia. And I haven't read all of them word for word, but I'm, I'm guessing you will not find that any place in the, the legal documents that govern early learning that they're mandating fucking circle or circle time and or calendar time. At the preschool that I used to work at, um, right before I left, there was a, maybe she was the year I left, uh, the year, okay, she had three-year-olds, and she was doing the counting of the straws, and the bundling, and the fives, and tens, and how many days of school, three, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's really a lot for three-year-olds. And Unless it's a three-year-old who has shown us that that's what is what they're needing. Right. right. And yes, and, you know, if I had a kid in my class who was overwhelmingly interested in the days of the week for whatever reason, you know, then I would deal with that one-on-one, -on -one, yes. but I'm not, you know, I have an, a colleague that used to say that when we just assume that everybody needs it or everybody should have it, it's like putting braces on everybody. And, you know, it might benefit one or two of the kids, but you know, there's other kids that's totally wasting time. It's amazingly, <laughs> amazingly painful and unnecessary. And, you know, but if that one kid needs it, well, then we'll figure it out. Um, but I, I'm, I think that circle time, I know specifically you've been wanting to talk about calendar, but I really do think it comes back to the playing teacher mindset is that we've got a master's degree. We got a bachelor's degree. I've been waiting for a, a, a job to teach kindergarten in the district and one isn't happening. So I've kind of accepted this preschool position where, you know, I, I don't really know early childhood child development because I perhaps wasn't even required to take any child development classes because I secretly always wanted to teach fourth grade, not secret. But you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of biding time un until I, I get that other job and, you know, the tools in my tool belt, and I'm not saying they're developmentally appropriate even for second or third graders, but these are the only tools that I have in the tool belt. So I'm going to try and make them fit with where I am um, because that's what I, that's what I got, you know, and by golly, I'm a teacher. I get to play teacher. Teacher. Hey, mm -hmm. listeners, uh, update on Heather. Uh, she's joined us now. That thing I said earlier about uh, about uh, her just waking up, that's not true. She actually went out for a six-mile walk this morning, volunteered at a, a local charity, uh, drove a couple neighbors to to church, took them to brunch, and is is now, after, after all that civic-mindedness here, to join us for the podcast. Welcome, Heather. Oh, hi. Did, did you hi. say I had overslept? Uh, yeah, well, I was just joking with the audience that yeah, you, that you just nice. woke up, yeah. you know, yeah. you know me, <laughs> ha ha, funny guy. Uh, Interesting. Cool. So we've been talking about uh, about uh, calendar time and circle time, and uh, I've been trying to play um, devil's advocate in favor of more of that time for young kids because I'm tired of you, you know adults are always waiting around for kids to get their shit together so we can get things done. I mean, putting on their shoes and getting ready to go. I mean, wouldn't life be a lot easier for the adults if the kids would just have maybe a pocket calendar and and get their get their stuff done on time? 
Um, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just trying to hear hear Jeff thought hear Jeff thought that uh, by having a, an extra guest show up that that somebody was going to agree. Hoping, with hoping somebody would show up and agree with me, yeah, but I guess yeah. that's not going to happen. So, so I just got the the tail end, Lisa, of what you were saying, and I I just have to insert that also a lot of people who got an early childhood degree intending to go into an early childhood program did not have any child development classes. One hundred percent. 100%. And, and I've always been a fan of, um, I've always been a fan since you've said it, Heather, about the, the playing teacher. Mm. You were good at playing teacher. You liked playing school. Right. That doesn't mean you're <laughs> going to be a good teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the grade you're in. Yeah. And this kind of, this, this, all this conversation started because Miss um, Kristen uh, caused another rebel rouser wave on, on, on the Instagram. And so we figured, uh, we would unpack that a little bit. She said she got a whole bunch of questions. I think that's going to be fun to. Uh, okay. Now, now, now specifically though, I'm curious. Are you are you really going to answer all fifty of those questions? Or are you just going to like make no. a talk and answer them all at the same well, time? I told him I would like do something, a video or a podcast episode, and like address them all at one time. So that I was just looking for my phone, but my phone is like right here, video. Right <laughs> You're now, literally so. looking at your phone. <laughs> Um, no, I was just, I was going to record a podcast or do something to address all of the questions at one time, but mostly I think a lot of the feedback I got on Instagram was very like intrigued. Like I, I never thought about it this way. I want to know more. Can you tell me more? And so that's what most of the messages that I got were, um, TikTok about all the story though, TikTok they're not very nice over on TikTok. So um, I kind of quit reading all of the, all the comments on TikTok. Um, there's some nice people on TikTok, but um, so really it's people like, I, I, I don't know if it, like seeing me in that like little 30 second clip acting how lots of people who play teacher act for <laughs> preschool, like got them thinking, oh, I mean, maybe there's a better way to do this. So I did get some messages like, what's a better way to do circle time? Or how do you do circle time? Or how, um, how do I do it if I don't do it this way? So that was kind that's of, promising. of yeah. that's promising. Really promising. And look at all the time you get back in the day when you don't have that 30 minutes set aside for that. Ah. That was always an interesting thought process for me too, is that if you're telling me out of one side of your mouth that you don't have enough time <laughs> for kids to have choice time or have to play time, um, you can kind of rob Peter to pay Paul there. That's 30 minutes right there that you can give back to the children. Where are those? I always like to bring it back to where is it coming from? If, if, if circle time is the time of the day that you think you have to be doing the letter of the day, the number of the day, the this of the day, the that of the day, where did that come from? Who told you that? I, I tell you where the I've, I've been thinking about this and uh, that the whole calendar thing, calendar industrial complex, big calendar. Uh, uh, yeah, big calendar is at is <laughs> okay because look, we're living in a world where where you know there used to be printing shops all over communities and everything. You'd go in and have your 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 stuff printed for your your garage sale or your your church uh, banquet or whatever it was. And and now for the last couple of decades, people people first they had printers in their own houses, and then and then people stopped printing stuff. They started going digital, and so big calendar 
using those big sheets of paper, they're trying to hold on. And so they're in cahoots with a big catalog, also paper-based. And, uh, and so <laughs> why, uh, why do people have calendars in the early learning classrooms? Because they're in the fucking catalogs. You think, do you yeah. think anybody would buy yeah. that, that laminated bullshit if it wasn't, if it wasn't in some catalog? Of course yeah. not. Um, except for the, the crafty Pinterest people who'd be doing it themselves and, and have their own, their own laminating machines. But, but that's a, that's a small subculture. It's, it's big, it's big calendar. That's what's happening. And that, that kind of brings up another conversation for me just jumped in my head is like that, when did it come to pass that we all thought that we needed any of that other, of that nonsense? And, and you're right. The first time I didn't know I needed shit until that first time I walked through that vendor hall. You yeah, know, you that vendor hall and you're like, oh my God, I need all of this stuff. Like, why yeah. do you, I didn't need any of that until I saw it. Sure. And I didn't need it anyway. You, you just start to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and and I think Heather, there was it was in Indiana, didn't we? Weren't we talking? It was one of your friends came up to the vendor booth one time at Indiana and said that she was she was thinking about the evolution of dealing uh, your the teacher's evolution of interacting with the vendor hall. Right. Like yeah. the first that year, was Laura Spillman. Was it? Uh-huh. Yeah. The first year you're like, wow, you're filling up after you're taking all the free shit. You're filling up all this stuff. You go back <laughs> and dump it out on the bed. You're like, woo. Yeah. And then by year 10, you're like, this is a bunch of bullshit. You're like, you don't even go in to the vendor hall. Yeah. Yeah. We were gonna do a we were gonna do either a workshop or a paper or something connecting Lily and Katz's stages of teacher development to your yeah. experience <laughs> in the vendor hall. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think I still did that. that. I've done that yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for um, the people who stumbled across my Instagram who aren't maybe like play-based, but kind of see now that calendar time or circle time isn't developmentally appropriate, what babies, like what kind of steps can we give those types of people just to start, like starting in the corner. What do you I think the think? first thing is, is reflecting on whether or not it's mandatory. I think that's a big, a big yet effective baby step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If just first thing you do differently is don't make them come to the carpet. I think that is a good, that's a good starting spot. Then you, you, you after that you just it's it, like Lisa said baby steps you you start breaking up with your laminated objects to put on the calendar days so first you you throw out the happy sunshine laminated guy um, and if it's a sunny day out you you go outside instead of sitting around and talking <laughs> about that if it's sunny outside and then you get rid of the partly cloudy and and you work your way up to getting rid of the snowflake guy and and eventually you've gotten rid of all the all the weather laminates and then you start getting rid of the birthday cakes and the shamrocks and you're just just piece by piece throwing away those those uh those those uh accoutrement for the calendar and and eventually you won't have anything left and then you can throw the calendar away and Mm -hmm. then you can just not interrupt the kids at all and let play happen baby steps baby steps we left it up i remember when i was changing my mind about that i left it up for a while i didn't use it anymore Mm -hmm. But it, it was still there, but I didn't, I didn't draw any attention to it, you know, yeah, and it was, yeah. you know, and, nobody and I, ever asked, and, you know, and, and, there was know. one kid, sorry, go on. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say there was one kid who used the, 
they used the numbers kind of like it was like their own manipulative area. Mm-hmm. You know, other kids would be sitting at the table doing a puzzle or whatever, playing in sensory tub. There was always one kid and he would take all the numbers off and then he would put all the numbers back and they were never in order. Um, it used to frustrate Miss Jill to death, <laughs> a teacher at the time. Yeah. But but that was, it. they were using it. We didn't need to use it. They did. Yeah. And, That's and a I baby know- step. I, I know I sounded a little bit uh, snarky and sarcastic when I said to throw those things away one at a time. I can't help it. That's just the way my voice is. Um, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm 100% serious because all the research on habit change and change in general talks about baby steps. You might have a panic attack if you start thinking about throwing away all of your mm-hmm. calendar stuff. But if you start letting go of those things little bit by little bit, the way change happens is, is just just change, change so small that you barely notice it, the tiny little things. And over time, you can make big changes. And so really, if, if somebody is looking at breaking up with their, their calendar time, that might be the way they need to do it to keep their, their head from X or imploding. Yeah, and you can still always sing the weather song outside, right? What's the weather? What's the weather? What's no, the weather, no, no, everyone? No, no, Is it rainy? no, 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 never sing that song. Um, <laughs> no, don't. I mean, you've got a, a lovely voice, but no, don't, don't ever sing that song. Don't, don't people. Don't. I didn't even know that well, was actually, a song. I didn't even know it was a song either, but the, I knew that it must be for people. younger people. It's uh, uh, it's the the, the hip version of <laughs> version. the hip version. Um, but I, all those songs that are all to the tune, they all are to the s- same tune. Ugh. Right. I don't even know what that one's to. What was the tune of that? Oh my darling. Oh, oh my darling. Oh my darling. Oh my darling. Remember piggyback songs though? Gene Warren used to publish the the same company that did the Themosaurus books did a series of piggyback songs that were. Is that what they're called officially yeah. piggyback when they're yeah. all to the tune of Jingle Bells or Oh My <laughs> Darling? Yeah. Time? Well, that's what Gene Warren called them. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, and, you're, you're and then the week. You guys are starting a whole other episode. You guys are starting a whole other episode. Any final thoughts on calendars before we pull a plug on this one? No. Well, if you need to take a baby step, baby step. If you're looking for a little bit of permission to put it all in the middle of a big bonfire, we'll give you that too. Definitely. And speak it. It, speaking of plugs, anybody have anything to plug? Oh, oh, Tiffany and I are having a play in nature conference in um, July. So uh, more information is coming out about that on Monday on my Learning Wild Instagram and Facebook. There we go. Non-pon, mm-hmm. anything to promote? Uh, when's this episode going to come out? Heck, next couple of weeks. Hmm. No, it'll be too late. You, you don't have a podcast you might want to mention? Oh, I have a podcast. I just assume everybody knows that already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a podcast called That Early Childhood Nerd. Um, comes out every Wednesday. There, there you go, Lisa Murphy. And, uh, want to plug anything? Yeah. I'm good right now. You're She's good right Lisa now? fucking Murphy. Yeah, I'm Lisa, Lisa fucking Murphy. Uh, I got I to plug my new podcast mothering milestones where we're we're tracking the development and growth of a of a mother and maybe a child as well it's going to be fun tune in that's neat thanks for listening to the child care bar and grill back soon with another episode bye-bye bye-bye
This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.